The Old Testament reading is taken from Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 21. This can be found on page 61 in the Bibles and the chairs. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labour and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honour your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbour. You shall not covet your neighbour's house. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife or his male servant or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Now when all the people saw the thunder, and the flashes of lightning, and the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and trembled, and they stood far off and said to Moses, you speak to us, and we will listen, but do not let, let God speak to us, lest we die. Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you, that the fear of him may be before you, that you may not sin. The people stood far off, while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to see you. Please take a seat. Imagine if you wrote your own Ten Commandments. Uh, you wrote them up and uh, popped them on the back of your bathroom door, uh, on the back of the front door, or somewhere where you'd see them every day. And if you had kids, you, you popped them up somewhere where your kids are going to see them every day. What would your Ten Commandments be? Have a quick think. Maybe some of you have already done this for your kids. What about uh, our society as a whole? What do you think our society's Ten Commandments would be? Uh, maybe, I guess there's lots of different things uh, it could be, but maybe, uh, number one, uh, be true to yourself. Uh, number two, do your best, try your, try your best. Number three, look after your body. 
There's loads of things. Uh, But one of them, number four, might be uh, make your own rules. In fact, the very idea of commandments uh, feels a bit out of date in our society, doesn't it? Uh, For most of us in the West, uh, our default setting is that freedom is good uh, and any sort of restriction is bad. And the idea of having 10 commandments uh, can feel a bit like a restriction. Um, Is it some sort of uh, regulation from God to kill our joy? But I think all of us recognize uh, that uh, boundaries uh, or laws can be good. Uh, When we tell uh, children uh, when they're heading out in the evening to ride their bikes that they have to wear their helmet and put their lights on, uh, we're doing it because we love them uh, and we care about them, aren't we? Uh, And uh, if you play a game of football without clear rules or boundaries, uh, then it just descends into chaos and you don't get the chance to use Goldeneye technology. But add a few lines, uh, a few laws, uh, and you can take great pleasure uh, from playing a game of football. And I want to put it to you this morning uh, that God's words and God's commands bring freedom. Uh, When we reject them, uh, we end up uh, uncertain of who we are. Uh, We end up uncertain of how to live life in the best way. Uh, But when we embrace God's boundaries and God's laws, uh, the laws that our loving creator has given us, uh, we find perfect freedom. Uh, Here's what we read in the book of James. It says this, uh, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Uh, God's law is perfect. It brings freedom. Uh, We'll be blessed as we look intently at it and continue in it. Uh, So let's dive in and have a look at the Ten Commandments. Uh, But first, let's, let's pray before we do that. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we pray that you would bless us as we look at this key passage about the Ten Commandments this morning. Please help us to understand them. Help us to believe and trust that your perfect law gives freedom and give us great joy in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that passage uh, from James that we heard a minute ago uh, said that if we look intently at God's law uh, and continue it and do it, we'll be blessed. Uh, And you could very easily uh, misread that as meaning uh, that if we keep God's law, uh, we'll be saved. Uh, And so right as we start uh, to avoid any confusion, I want us to uh, hear a bit from Paul, uh, well, a thing that uh, Paul says to the Galatians. Uh, At the start of chapter 3 in Galatians, he says this. Uh, He starts off the chapter, O foolish Galatians. Uh, And then the next verse he says, Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit, Uh, i.e. did you uh, become Christians, did you get saved uh, by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Uh, He's saying, uh, which was it? Uh, Was it keeping God's commandments uh, or was it by faith in Jesus? Uh, And then Paul sums up uh, a few verses later by saying this, now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. Uh, Righteous means right with God. Uh, And we're made right with God through faith in Jesus alone. Uh, And so the question we've got to ask is, uh, why did God give us the Ten Commandments? Uh, And were they only relevant for the people back then? Uh, Or are they relevant for us today as Christians? Uh, And the first thing uh, to say is that the Ten Commandments are foundational. Uh, We'll come to the reasons why. Uh, But first, uh, let's set the scene again uh, and get back into where we left off uh, in Exodus uh, where we were with Ken last time. Uh, 
Uh, In Exodus chapter 19, verse 9, uh, God tells Moses that he is going to speak to all the Israelites, uh, not just Moses this time. Uh, And we read in chapter 19, verse 11, that on the third day, uh, God is going to come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Uh, And so imagine the the scene. Uh, All the people are are gathered before Mount Sinai. Uh, They've had to purify themselves in preparation Uh, And uh, uh, this is a big day. Uh, They know that uh, God is so holy that that if they even go and touch the edge of the mountain, uh, they will die because of their sinfulness. Uh, And they're waiting for God uh, before the mountain. We're told that there was thunder and lightning and a thick cloud. Uh, There was fire and the sound of a trumpet. Uh, And the whole mountain trembled, uh, as did the people who stood before it. And then chapter 20, verse 1. We read, and God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And he gives them the Ten Commandments, doesn't he? And the first thing God makes clear here is that he has already rescued them. Uh, Do you remember Ken hammered that home to us uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? He said, we don't obey God to be rescued Uh, We obey God in thankfulness that we have already been rescued. Uh, God's rescue comes before God's rule. And the second thing uh, that we note just in this opening statement is that God spoke all these words. Uh, Back at the start, I said that uh, many people feel uncertain uh, of who they are or or how to live life best these days. Uh, And the great news here is that we can have clarity. Uh, God has spoken. Uh, There is a God. Uh, And uh, later on, he he writes these commandments on a a stone tablet. It goes in the tabernacle. And uh, uh, they're eternal. Uh, They don't go out of date. They're foundational. You see, it was only at these 10 commandments that God spoke directly to the people. It was only these 10 commandments that went uh, into the the ark. Um, And uh, the New Testament upholds all of these commandments, uh, although the Sabbath is fulfilled by Jesus in some ways, uh, and we'll come to that later on in Exodus. Uh, You see, uh, in Romans 13, Paul looks to the Ten Commandments uh, to give her a summary of what it means uh, to live in a Christian way, uh, what it means to live in obedience to God. Uh, And when Jesus uh, wants to give a summary of what it means to live a righteous life, uh, you might remember this, uh, when he's speaking to the rich young ruler, uh, he uses the Ten Commandments Uh, to show him what it means to live a righteous life. Uh, They're foundational laws, uh, a bit like a constitution. And uh, we all agree that there are foundational physical laws, don't we, like gravity. Uh, If uh, there was a child who was standing in a superhero outfit on top of a cliff uh, saying that they were going to fly, you'd say, no, 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 Uh, there's this thing called gravity and you'll fall if you jump off. And if they said, I don't believe you, uh, that'd be very foolish and sad, wouldn't it? And here, God, uh, our creator, uh, gives us the laws of the universe. Uh, They're true, and they're what's best for us. Uh, He loves us, and to ignore them is foolish and sad. Uh, They give us reassuring clarity uh, so that we don't need to live life in uncertainty. And rules also tell us something uh, about the people who make them, don't they? Uh, Just like uh, a family who have have some sort of rule that uh, they're going to eat dinner together three times a week uh, tells you that they they value family and they care about time together. Um, That's the case with God, uh, but even more so because God is completely unchanging. Uh, And so these commandments 
tell us about God. Uh, they're foundational uh, because they flow from who God is. They flow from his character. Uh, and so God says, do not lie uh, because he's a God of truth. Uh, and he says, don't commit adultery because he's a God of faithfulness. And he says, have no other gods before me because he's the only true God. Uh, and he's the only God who won't fail us. And because these commands flow from God's character, flow from who he is, uh, if we reject his commands, uh, then we're rejecting God himself. Uh, if we reject them, we're saying, I don't care about you. Uh, I don't think you know what's best for me. Uh, I'm not going to listen to you. You see, sin isn't just about ticking the right boxes. Uh, it's about our attitude to God. It's fundamentally about our attitude to God. Uh, it's like rejecting a, a loving parent or spouse uh, and just turning their backs on what they say and on them. You see, these commandments aren't uh, just impersonal. Uh, they're personal commands. Uh, most of us don't really like laws, do we? Uh, I imagine. Uh, when we see a sign saying, keep off the golf course, uh, maybe we kind of want to go and have a little poodle over the golf course. Maybe even have a little picnic in the bunker. Uh, or maybe that's just me. Uh, but when laws are personal... Uh, we, we don't mind, do we? You know, if you go around to someone's house uh, and they say, uh, please could you keep out of that corner of the garden because uh, I've just planted up some seeds there. Uh, or they say, uh, keep of that, out of that room because we've got a damp problem. We're a bit worried the ceiling might fall down, so it's pretty dangerous. Uh, you listen to them, don't you? And if you ignored them, it would show a total lack of regard for them, wouldn't it? Uh, and God's commands aren't some uh, impersonal rules. Uh, they're given to us by our living God's. Uh, who created us and who loves us. Uh, and if we love him, uh, then we'll want to obey his commands. Uh, but God's commands uh, are not just there to help us live a better life uh, or to give us some sort of ethical framework. Uh, I guess that's how a lot of people think of them today. Uh, no, the Bible is about God's plan of salvation, isn't it? Uh, and whatever we look at in the Bible, uh, we need to think, how does this fit in with God's plan of salvation. Uh, how do the Ten Commandments fit into God's plan? What, what's the purpose of the Ten Commandments? Uh, and let me give you three S's, uh, which I heard from another minister, which I think are helpful uh, for summing up the purpose of the Ten Commandments. Uh, the first one is that they show up our sin. And um, this is Martin Luther, if you flick on again. Uh, some of you might have heard, heard of him, uh, probably most of you. He's a, a famous uh, reformer from the 1500s. Uh, and now, I know some of you uh, maybe just switch off the minute you hear that there's a historical figure, uh, but stick with me, uh, because Luther uh, tried incredibly hard uh, to keep God's law. Uh, he was totally convinced that it was by living a righteous life uh, that he was going to get right with God. Uh, and um, on his way to university when he was 21, uh, he was caught in this massive storm. Uh, there was lightning coming down around him, and uh, it, it made him think about death. He was really scared, uh, and he thought... He thought about his progress towards uh, this sort of path of righteousness, uh, and he realized that he completely lacked assurance that he was good enough for God. Uh, and so uh, what did he do? Well, he took totally the wrong uh, approach, and he said, I'm going to become a monk. And that was his decision. Uh, he sold all his possessions. He entered the monastic life. Uh, he plunged into prayer and fasting and uh, frugal practices. Uh, he even went without sleep uh, so that he could do even more good deeds. Uh, and he later commented, uh, if anyone could have earned their way into heaven as a monk, uh, it was I. Uh, he, was, he was right at the top of the class in monk school. 
But the harder he tried, the more he looked at God's law, uh, the more he realized that he was never going to deserve salvation. Uh, and lots of people today think uh, that by giving, living a good life, uh, we can be friends with God uh, or, or get into heaven. But the law shows up our sin. You see, Jesus showed us that uh, the law is not even about just living it by the letter. It's about the whole spirit of the law. Uh, God wants purity of heart. Uh, so he doesn't just want us not to commit adultery. Uh, he wants us not to look lustfully. Uh, he doesn't just want us uh, not to steal. Uh, he wants us not to covet in our hearts uh, what our neighbors have. Uh, and those things are, are in God's character. Uh, but deep down, uh, we reject him. Uh, our hearts are far away from him. Uh, and we just cannot be right with God uh, on the basis of our own achievements or good works. Uh, and realizing that is exactly where we need to be. Uh, it's exactly where we need to be if we're going to see that we desperately need a savior. Now, uh, that's the second purpose of the law. Uh, it's to point us to the savior. Uh, the law was never meant to save. Uh, it wasn't like God uh, gave them the law uh, and then uh, it, it kind of failed. The people didn't manage to keep it. And so as a backup plan, uh, he sent Jesus. No, the law was never meant to save. Uh, God gave it to the Israelites after he had rescued them, didn't he? Uh, and we too have been provided with a rescue. Uh, we rejected the law, uh, but Jesus lived it out perfectly for us. Uh, he kept God's commands uh, and then he paid the price so that we could have our fin uh, sins forgiven uh, and be given righteousness, not earn it, uh, and become part of God's family. Uh, God is just, uh, and there is a penalty for breaking the law, uh, but Jesus paid that penalty uh, on the cross for us so that we didn't have to. And later in life, uh, Luther uh, wrote of that fantastic news that he'd come to understand for himself. Uh, it's great when you see these sort of big historical figures and, and how they had a genuine faith and really came uh, to be converted by God and know the gospel. Uh, and he wrote this, he said, I felt as if I were entirely born again and had entered paradise itself through the gates that had been flung open. From that moment, the whole face of scripture appeared to me in a different light. Uh, Luther realized that the gates of paradise had been flung open to sinners uh, who put their trust in Jesus. Uh, and he realized that God's plan of salvation is the whole message of the Bible. And everywhere we look in the Bible, we need to be looking for that and how it points us to that. Uh, and maybe as those commandments were read out earlier, uh, you felt crushed. Uh, maybe you felt guilty like Luther. Uh, you know you failed to live up to them. Uh, and the great news is uh, we don't need to despair. Uh, the way to respond uh, isn't to become a monk. Uh, it's to say sorry to God. It's to say thank you to Jesus for what he's done. Uh, and God will welcome us into his family. And so the final question is this. Uh, in light of all that Jesus has done for us, how are we to live? Uh, and that's the third S uh, that tells us what the commandments are all about. Uh, they show us God's standards. Uh, when the Israelites received the Ten Commandments, uh, God was saying, uh, this is how I want you to live as my people, having been rescued. Uh, these are my standards. Uh, and as we saw earlier from the New Testament, uh, just as God's character hasn't changed and never changes, uh, his standards don't change. Uh, and the more we understand what God has done for us uh, and love him, the more we'll trust that his ways are good and perfect uh, and they're the best thing for us and we'll want to obey him. 
Uh, listen to this uh, from the book of 1 John. <clears throat> it says this. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. So we love others, uh, and we love God by obeying his commandments. Uh, But none of us love God as we should, do we? Uh, But the great news is uh, he's given us his spirit uh, to help us to obey, uh, to help us to love God more, uh, to be shaping us and changing us. Uh, and to be writing the law in our hearts. Uh, that's what he promised uh, back in Ezekiel. You might know that passage. And uh, so let's be praying uh, for God to be doing that by his Spirit. So to, be, to come back uh, to what we talked about at the start, uh, our culture tells us that freedom and happiness are found in trying to, uh, to find God within ourselves, uh, to find out who we are, uh, to strive for perfection. Uh, but we'll never be true to ourselves uh, unless we look intently at God's perfect law and at Jesus. Uh, so that instead of living a lie, uh, we see ourselves as we really are, uh, more sinful than we imagined, uh, and yet more loved than we ever believed. Uh, there is great joy and freedom uh, in knowing that we can be completely honest about who we are, uh, but know that God loves us uh, and cares about us and values us. Uh, he's God our Father. Uh, and the Ten Commandments are not killjoys. Uh, they, give us, they actually give us a huge amount of freedom, uh, but they're broad principles to shape God's people and keep us free. Uh, maybe this morning uh, you're, you're kind of grudgingly trying to keep God's law like Luther. Uh, you don't love God. Uh, or maybe you're trying to live by your own rules. You're trying to uh, find freedom by making yourself God's. Uh, or mo- most likely uh, you try and do both those things at different times. Uh, And either way, uh, the right response is to to fix our eyes on Jesus and what he did for us uh, and say sorry and say thank you, Jesus, for for paying the price for me and living the perfect life uh, and help me to live out your commands. Help me to love you more by your spirit. Help me to trust your ways and to live them out. Uh, And as we seek to follow Jesus, we'll be true to our design. uh, We'll find true freedom and we'll be true to ourselves. Let's pray. We're about to sing Lord of the Church. We pray for our renewing. And Father God, we, we pray for our renewing this morning. We're sorry that we don't love you as we should. We thank you that Jesus paid the price. And we pray that you would Renew us by your spirit. We pray that we would love you more. We pray we'd be thankful for your rescue. And uh, please give us your spirit to help us to to trust you more. Help us to trust that your ways are good. And help us to live out your commands as an expression of our love for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.